Hello and welcome to Rotherham Creative Network's podcast, State of the Arts. A 30-minute show hosting conversations between local creatives, learning about their practice and what it means to be creative. This week on State of the Arts, we have Noah Sala, project lead for Rotherham Creative Network, and Vicky Hilton, creative director of Artful Rotherham Creative Network. Welcome to the State of the Arts. I'm I'm Noah Salah. I'm Vicky Hilton. Lovely, 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 jubbly. Uh, this is hella awkward. We were just saying actually uh, before we started the podcast, like we've been ba 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 like constantly rambling, and now we're just like awkward little silent souls. It's hilarious. Bear with us. <laughs> it's the first time we've done this. So yeah, it's a cheeky little experiment, I guess, isn't it? Before we we bring the proper people in, I assume. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming, Vicky. Yeah, thank uh, you. Really, it's really lovely to have you. Um, so, so for those that don't know, I'm Noor Sala, and I'm the project lead for Rotherham Creative Network. And my pronouns are she/her. Uh, I'm Vicky Hilton, um, and I am a creative director of Artful and Rotherham Creative Network. I've been working with Noor for a couple of years now. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me. Not a problem. So I thought this would be a really, really good intro into our new podcast, State of the Arts, just to really look at the timeline of Rotherham Creative Network. So like, you know, how it came about, the journey of it and where we are today and where we hope to be in like the next year or so. So I'll let you lead on that because I'm the newbie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So 2017, it was set up, which seems such a long time ago. And it was through frustration and anger, really, of having um, a bit of a void for grassroots action and for those at the bottom who are working aimlessly and hard and grafting all the time and not really having a platform. So started off as a Facebook group, um, which now has 1,200 members, which is great. Um, so it's, it ran online for a while and then we started to try and make some physical presence in Rotherham. So we put on a couple of events I think the first one was at um, Rotherham Rises Higgy Hugger Huggy. I sorry, never get that right. Sorry, um, and they were really kind to host us there. And we the we were that busy we couldn't fit everybody in the room. It was brilliant, and we had a few artists who kind of presented a bit of show and tell, a bit like Petter Kutcher style, a few yeah. images showing what they got up to. Um, we had Jazz Walton doing some poetry. Um, and different animators and painters and illustrators. Um, and then on our third event, we planned it for Chapel on the Bridge and we got some guest speakers to look at heritage and how that fits in with the arts. And three days before lockdown got announced, so we had to cancel all that and then that kind of fell on its way and then flux magically appeared in Rotherham which was an absolute blessing for us because they'd seen some of the work that we'd done and I met with Helen and um, luckily they wanted to support us which gave us a bit more well it gave us money because we were it was all done voluntary absolutely we didn't have any money and that's why we run it through Facebook Um, so that gave us money to our venue hire to pay artists to pay speakers um, you know, and, and and not just take it from people's goodwill because we wanted to support the the sector and make sure that people were paid for the time. Um, so that's what kind of kicked off our program in twenty twenty two. That I think 
When was post-COVID? It still feels like, I don't know, I don't feel like it's ever fully ended. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. Because didn't we go into like another lockdown like 2021? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like 2022, yeah. Yeah. That's when I really started to like get involved with like attending Robin Creative Network, like socials and stuff. So yeah, yeah it will have been around yeah, then. Yeah. yeah, So with the money that we were able to secure from Flux, that helped us kind of program, have an events program, run socials, run kind of training. We did a bit of a mixture of online and physical events. Uh, and ran that for a year and did the behind the scenes, which was kind of interviewing uh, local artists, creatives, musicians, different types of people working in the creative industries and going behind the scenes to their studios where they worked, um, places where you don't usually see. And we interviewed artists in the sheds, in the kitchens, <laughs> in the, you know, wherever they were doing their work. Um so then that leads us on to this year where we've done uh, the podcast, well, we've got you on board, which yeah. is absolutely amazing. We've been so lucky to have that. And I was just saying before to you, wasn't I, that it wouldn't seem authentic because I've moved back to Rochdale to do a bit of work over there. So um, I think it's really important that it stays grounded in, in Rotherham and that, you know, you have such a good understanding of what's happening and the cultural forecast and what's going on and what's not happening and where the gaps are. And it's a running joke in our office that I'm like the guy about town. Yeah, and yeah. I just don't see it. But like, I am starting to like envision that and see that now. And it's like, yeah, just absolutely like just knowing what's going on, opportunities. And like, I think this has been really, really good advice to creatives and people in the industry out here as well is that um, sometimes like partnering up can make life a lot easier as well. So something really good's already happening and it needs a moment. And that's one of our moments to like really, you know, partner up and jump on yeah. that as well. So like when Launchpad came to Rotherham in October to the Civic Theatre, that's when I really started to notice that like as a creative in Rotherham, but my creativity is around programming and producing instead of it being, you know, it's very standard visual arts, was about the musicians in Rotherham and like how big that is and the DIY scene is in Rotherham. So when Launchpad said they were coming to town, it was a perfect way, you know, that perfect mashup to bring people together oh, yeah. and meet new creatives that probably don't know about Run Creative Network and to host ourselves a social yeah. there. So that I think that was like probably my highlight yeah. of things that I did for Run Creative Network in 2023. I thought that was gorgeous. Definitely. And like so many people that lived in Rotherham that hadn't heard of us, which I always thought was mental because the the following that we've got. Yeah. So I was like, that is lovely. And then people saying, oh, I didn't really think I was a creative. Because I went through that kind of like idea in my head that I wasn't a creative yeah, yeah. until probably around summer again. No, and I, I started think... picking up this and doing it. Yeah. So yeah, like just big shout out as well to like Flux for just supporting our, you know, our vision yeah. and supporting creatives. Like, so lucky. Yeah, we are. So we're really, really grateful. So yeah. So then we had a crazy idea of um, behind the scenes, didn't we? And how do we change that? And what does that look yeah, like? Yeah. And it's your brainchild. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it is, is my little baby. Yeah. But also, like, I've always wanted to do a podcast because I just don't stop talking. So I was like, well, <laughs> let's do a podcast. Let's make that, let's amplify that digital platform for us and yeah. you know let's let's give some fun a go and I don't think it's really been done in Rotherham no I don't no, yeah so no. I thought this is a really really good way of just like stripping back having a cuppa yeah and getting together yeah, yeah so I'm excited to see what it does to our audience as well and that widening the reach and putting more of a spotlight in Rotherham like you know 
a lot of it is inside Rotherham. We do try and shout out about Rotherham artists, but then reaching further across South Yorkshire and nationally as well. You know, there's no reason why people wouldn't be listening to it up and down the country. I think it's yeah. really exciting. I always I always look at like capitals of cultures and cities and stuff like that. And we'll probably never ever be on that scale where it's more about everybody. I know CCOC is coming and that's fantastic. But like I do see like Rotherham slowly raising its flag and becoming a flagship for cultural and creative creativity and I feel like unless you are on the pavement and viewing it you don't always get to see it it's, so it's really gorgeous yeah. to be able to really unload that and talk about that on podcasts as well mm. so like even if you can't come to to the town where it's all happening yeah, yeah, then yeah. you know you, you can still enjoy that in a different way and just unload yeah. that as well so do you know yeah. credit to to Rotherham where it's due as well moving away and going to somewhere like Rochdale there is no grassroots there is no action from the bottom it's very top down and there's a big void there and I used to think that was the case here but leaving and going away it's a very special place Rotherham and it you know from the communities from the people who don't have anything from the bottom you know there's action and I, th I think it's amazing that it doesn't I thought it happened everywhere but it doesn't it's a very special place no, Rotherham. I was I was um and I think there's probably loads of people that can probably relate to this as well but when I did drama and I graduated I was just like, well, what do I do now? And my personal life was telling me like I had to get a full-time job because my home wasn't secure and stuff like that. But it felt like the only way that I could achieve anything creatively was to move to London. So mm. I had this idea in my head that like I'll work really hard and I'll save money and I'll go to London and I'll be an actor. When actually I didn't really enjoy performance that much. I enjoyed more the logistics of planning that and yeah, yeah. you know even the front of house weirdly enough like I am so like people focused and people facing the idea of just being on a stage actually was not for me so I thought when I when I started going to London and visiting and going doing trips and yeah London's great and it's lovely but like there's nothing on Rotherham like the idea nothing. of never feeling alone as well yeah like you could go somewhere and make a friend wherever you go it's like, such a tight-knit community yeah. here and it's very I, I, over the years I've had so much support from people people who are not being paid people who turn up to all the events people who you know are behind you and champion the work that you do it's very special it makes me emotional actually I, I've met so many amazing people that are friends for life absolutely yeah. I think Rotherham's punk Definitely, like, uh, always, it's has been. It always has been as well. It always has been, and there's a lot of secrets to Rotherham that people don't know. You know, we were talking about the music thing. Pulp recorded the first album here at, at Catcliffe. People don't know that they were up in the recording studios. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Catcliffe. <laughs> Common People was recorded in Rotherham. Well, yeah, it's quite a fitting song. It's I amazing. think if we were going to do a theme tune for our town, yeah, yeah it would be that one as well, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> Definitely. There's been a lot of crazy stuff happening here that never gets a spotlight. You know, it's outshined by bad press sometimes and that seems to stick more than, you know, why are we not shouting out about those things? And I think it's people who are local as well have a bit of a duty to keep saying that word and keep putting Rotherham on the map and keep reminding people you've got the ratings, the smashing it. Yeah, you, they're <laughs> absolutely slaying the game, yeah, aren't they? Going yeah. to Clifton Park, aren't they this year? I know. I can't wait yeah. for that. It's, to be fair, I'm glad that I'm on the the customer end for that one because that sounds like an event logistical nightmare. Yeah, definitely. Like, the amount of barriers to definitely. like close off that entire park, but. I absolutely love that they're so grounded and their roots are like Definitely. solid into Rotherham. And to see, I think it's 72, was it 1972 when there was a gig? Yeah. Because I would love to Ratons to come and absolutely smash this show. Sure, it can it, be the done. Gig. 
It was a T-Rex. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, let them come in, show them how it's done, have a jolly good time about it, because wouldn't it be ace if we can prove that logistics can be it's done gonna work. and have a and music festival? Next. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Watch out, tramlines. Yeah. Watch out. If you're listening, ratings, there's a there's a podcast spot f- waiting for you. Joe, text me back. <laughs> I've just remembered that. Yeah, Joe, text me back. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah. So I guess a burning question I've got, like we're we're in 2024 now. We're starting it out. Lots of things are happening and changing in Rotherham. Um, and then we've got 2025, got 200 Capital of Culture, which is 365 days of events, which yeah. just sounds like an absolute nightmare. But yeah. there you go. <laughs> well, for the people that are on the other yeah. end of it, I guess. Yeah. But I guess for me, like you, you've been in Rotherham for some time. I know, I know you're no longer with us anymore, but you know, you're OG Rotherham at heart. <laughs> Definitely. Um, what is something you're really looking forward to this year? Is there like an event or a festival? Is there something that happens every year where you're just like, oh, yeah, get get me to that? Fairing Festival for is me, it? it's got a big special place in my heart, and especially being away, going back to see all the communities. You know, you people become your friends. They might you might start off working with them, but once you've been working with communities for twenty years, they become part of your life. You, I go around for dinner, uh, you know, um, the, the the part of your family. It's crazy. So I, that is a, one of my favourites. You've nicked my favourite. And oh! I'm allowed to nick that because I'm from Ferrum. Yeah, born yeah, and yeah, raised. Yeah. yeah. I was we were on about this last year because uh when I when I came and joined Flux, I joined like two weeks before Ferrum Festival. Oh, the did first you? day. And I was like, I need to work Ferrum Festival. It is my life duty. Yeah, I was yeah. put on this earth to do it. And I found this old photo of me at Ferrum Festival in two thousand. The year 2000, and I've got Pikachu face mask on, a healing balloon on a stick, and I'm dancing in a dance competition with my my childhood best friend. That's amazing. But um, I remember as a child, like, we were skint. We had no growing up. Fair and Festival was, like, Christmas for us. Oh, yeah, definitely. So community-led. And, like, some years it was a few gazebos, like, rain or snow, it were happy regardless. People come out and support him. I remember, like, being a kid and, like, rocking up and being like, I'm going to help you stack up the chairs and tables. Like, so keen to be involved now like actually programming and producing yeah, festivals pros, alongside yeah, communities like brilliant. that is beautiful so I think that's the highlight for me and also the direction that Rotherham Show is going in yeah as well like changes, more than just a road show years, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. absolutely loving that yeah, like big up to the events team because they do work really incredible. Hard, yeah. yeah and they're such a small team as yeah, well like, and I don't that, think people realise I think that's yeah. something to be recognised as well is it? it's like when there are paid opportunities of creativity and culture in Rotherham you know, they're tiny, small teams and, like, the load that's put on them is absolutely, like, unreal. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I really wanted to get a point across when we did our Museum Under the Moon um, panel. The convo of creativity yeah, in November yeah. was around, you know, that people in those places and positions and making people more aware of them as well that they're about. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people go to the same people, like other artists and creatives in Rotherham go to the same people. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, actually we need to be networking and linking those people up more because there's loads of organisations in Rotherham that are looking to provide opportunities to creatives and stuff as well. Yeah. Another thing that I'm looking forward to is, and it's a bit of a shameless drop this, but we've just been successful uh, for an art, with an Arts Council grant to work with uh, puppeteer Andrew Kim 
um, and do a bit of a traineeship with um, creatives in Rotherham so they'd get paid a training wage of like 150 quid a day to work with Andrew Kim to create a puppet that then will go on tour around um, different festivals and sites across the summer in wow. Rotherham. Yeah, so well, that sounds incredible. Looking forward to that. Well done, Artful. Yeah, well done. Yeah, that sounds you. gorgeous. Yeah, good. A bit of shout out to Growing Circles as well. So Chris from Growing Circles helped us write the bid and develop it. We've been doing some business development work with her and that's been really special because you're kind of just catching your tail doing this work and you never get to stop and reflect and think about where it's going and think, you know, I've never really treated it as a business, but actually it is and that's the only way we can sustain it that, you know, I used to just didn't put any overheads in for things and just used to make up a price and go with what people's budget was, but that's not a good way to sustain a business and I soon learnt that by Chris, so... Um, really grateful it's for their so hard, support isn't it? like being a creative not even in Rotherham just like universally like you need to have such a solid set of skills like, oh you need yeah to be, you do everything you've got to don't be a businesswoman you've got to be the cleaner you've got to be the facilitator yeah, you've got to be the evaluator data collecting yeah. that that I Marketing. think that's an ick yeah like yeah. data collecting so we, we were saying earlier that in the podcast we need something that's going to like stick with us every month and I, I love like saying like oh that's giving me ick like oh that's giving me ick so we were discussing like what would Eric be and I think mine is data and monitoring now I love a spreadsheet and I love seeing the numbers and stuff like that but like when you've got two you've got one pair of hands and then like a thousand kids and one artist and loads of materials like the last thing you're thinking about is collecting postcodes but like yeah. it's essential you understand it's absolutely essential but I think that's my ick yeah. is when I'm facilitating the last thing I want to do is ask you yeah, what your postcode definitely. is. <laughs> it's quite intrusive sometimes, isn't it? People are like, yeah. why and what's the intention? And I think if you can explain it to people and give a good solid reason, then they can make a, a formed decision as to whether they're going to do that. Great, great. But yeah, I've got many. So how long have you got? <laughs> I'm terrible. Got about 15 minutes left, so ick away, girl. I'll, I'll only give you one, but I think... Barriers into creativity and culture is a big ick for me because it doesn't have to be that way. So um, we spoke before about gatekeepers and institutions and not being as fully accessible as they should be and tokenistic engagement as well where you parachute people in, they do the project, the funding goes, then you never see them again, you know. Mm. And I understand that that's the way it works sometimes with funding and, you know, that's... You know, there's no other way, but I suppose because we did do a lot of voluntary work and doing that, we were always there and we it didn't matter if we had the money to do it or not, we'd still go and do it, which again isn't sustainable and you can't expect that off people because they've got to pay the rent and buy yeah. food and do that kind of thing. But, you know, just genuine engagement where people really care about what people think and feel and... That was about a hundred. Yeah, I think it? I think that's really well put as well. And like I feel like as a British born Yemeni woman, like I sometimes forget, maybe this time of year I've not really got the time, but sometimes I forget like and the way I dress as well and the person that I am and the space that I take up. And sometimes I'm like, I'm taking up too much space, but I'm taking Never. up space for my community. Never. I'm taking up space 
you know, to provide space for my community. And like, I'm in the really early stages now of like working towards Fair and Festival. And I really, really want to see like community from start to finish. And I really want to see that legacy and see that build where it, it really is communities that are driving that and we're just kind of backfillers supporting. Yeah, yeah. And that's really, really important to me. So like protecting them is just you may, I could become a billionaire tomorrow and I'd, I'd be off to Barcelona, by the way, if I found one, wouldn't I? That's where I'd go. But like, I would take a piece of ferrum with me and I would always bring ferrum back. Place, like, I would never, know. I'd look after that space yeah. so, so much. Like, it means everything to me. And don't get me wrong, like, I still live like on the outskirts of it and I look in and it, sometimes it feels like, like a really distant memory of what that space was. But like when it gets on to the people, nothing's changed. That yeah. community is there. You can change what it looks like, but that community yeah. is still there. The drive there is gorgeous. But yeah, absolutely agree with you mm. about that. And for me, it's kind of like the amount of opportunities that I get. And I'm very grateful, don't get me wrong. And I sometimes have to remember, is this because of who I am or is this because of the skills that I've got? Mm. And like a lot of the opportunities I get it's the skills that I've got and I'm very, very lucky. But there has been times where it's been, oh, yeah, she kind of like tick a box sort of thing. And like, I'll happily just call them out and move on with my life. But then it's like, how do I then protect? Protect people. Yeah, Yeah, how do I protect global majorities? And how do I also protect women as well? Because like, it's so much, we were saying this earlier, weren't we, about like, women in creative and cultural roles, like it's you, you see them everywhere, yeah, all yeah, the way up the food yeah. chain that they're there. Yeah. It's very like woman driven. Yeah. But also when you get younger women and women of like global majorities come through, what are we doing to support yeah. them and ensure and protect them that they're having an equal opportunity? Mm. Yeah. So understanding the barriers is such an important thing because if you could understand the barriers into getting into creativity and culture and heritage, you can help smash them down, can't you? Mm. You know, I I grew up working class. Uh, my parents didn't want me to work, do arts and culture and creativity. It's not a real job being an artist, you know, and I had to fight all that throughout. God, I love that. It's not a real job. It's not a real job. Yeah. And, and I do think that made me work harder to say, I'll show you if it's a real job or not. You know, I really grafted and that thing we were talking about before about burnout as well and that work-life balance think that comes from this drive and this need to want to prove yourself that you can make it work and you can make it happen but with that becomes comes burnout I, and... I think as well like that idea of being available 24 7 is about accessibility because if somebody contacts you out of the blue and it's not your monday to friday nine mile five you're like this opportunity might never be yeah. there again like yeah. i want to be accessible so i need to be approachable every goddamn hour that's that's yeah. there you know it's I mean? not healthy though it's not sustainable yeah. is it i've and made I myself poorly me from it yeah like when i did wow 2022 like which was i look back and i honestly i feel like it was it wasn't it sounds awful and like please don't take this person like it was absolutely amazing and I loved every minute of it but it felt like an absolute nightmare but it was my nightmare yeah, because I yeah. wasn't putting the right boundaries in place and I didn't, and I didn't really fully understand and I had great mentorship and leadership yeah but then I was just like I can't let this happen again yeah. so then I spent 2023 scared that it was going to happen yeah, again yeah. and actually instead of just using the tools Definitely. I think that's like really I think important. there's a bit it's really important that we talk about these things as well and talk about that culture of burnout and the expectations of thingies that you know carnival for me I was so poorly from it I didn't leave my house for two weeks after I couldn't couldn't I couldn't go I don't know what happened to me but I had a mental breakdown from it I found a video of you actually a couple of weeks ago when I was researching into the history of Fern Festival and it was uh 
oh to do with the yeah. leap of the carnival yeah. and i didn't even recognize yeah. you like, yeah. i was about three stone yeah wet through yeah oh, yeah but like your face you looked old i, I was like oh my god but vicky actually looks pretty I was well so for stressed and that was yeah. like that was over 10 well over 10 years ago i was ago. really poorly from it all but i think it wasn't just a thing of carnival we was fighting on the streets of rotherham it was a it became very personal and i didn't stop and you know it, it wasn't just about this beautiful carnival that happened on the streets it was tackling all the hate that had been happening in rotherham uh, and yeah that that was a i think like living in rotherham and experiencing that is oh, emotionally draining. Wow, yeah. But then trying to, you know, have that impact and keep your community strong is so, so hard because you legit become almost like a mascot that you're constantly like, yes, we're going to get through this. But actually, like, who's reassuring you? You're reassuring oh, yeah. everybody. I was making myself really ill. I ended up in hospital and fainted, oh two black eyes. I was, yeah. And that was, again, not putting boundaries in place, not really knowing what's work, what's life, what's thing. It all blurred and mashed up into one thing was now I'm much better at doing that. I mean, my job that I do for uh, over at Rochdale, I'm very good to stick into my nine to five and I'll do that. But then I go home and do artful stuff, which is a choice. You know, I want to do that. Because you belong to you belong to the Rotherham Street. I know. I come don't back. think that I'm never not going to come back. You know, I, I have it. It's in my heart, Rotherham, and it always will be. And I do think about coming back. Please do all the time. You're always welcome. Yeah, no, I keep thank telling you. The guest yeah, room at mine. Yeah. You're always welcome. Honestly, I'll get the shisha out. We'll get the champagne because we'll yes. never got a champagne. We're drinking tap water. We're drinking tap water. I'm better than this. <laughs> <laughs> good tap water though good tap water <laughs> and yeah while we're here actually just a massive shout out to uh, Will Price from uh, oh, yeah. music um, tuned in music Will. school um, who's recording all of this and he's just sat over in another room now he's rocking a Greg's hoodie but he won't come on and show you because uh, he's too pretty and he'll make us look ugly so <laughs> big up Will <laughs> big up Will Great space here, isn't it? It's, it's gorgeous. lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're looking for like a practice space, a recording space, he does music lessons as well. The man does yeah. everything. Yeah, he does yeah. everything. But it's a beautiful space. It's really, really pretty. And they've got loads of books on Ozzy Osbourne. I saw I saw that when I was in reception earlier. And then, just on the topic of Ozzy Osbourne, I saw that and it opened my Facebook. And Ozzy's coming back to England for one last tour. Oh, really? Yeah. Come to Rotherham, Ozzy. Ozzy, I know you're Get watching. Get on that Clifton come. Park stage <laughs> at the bandstand. <laughs> yeah, come, come support ratings. <laughs> Can be the warm-up act. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been really, really fun, like, just hanging out, talking. Yeah. In person as well, because yeah, I know a lot of ours yeah. are, like, WhatsApp calls and stuff. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and I'm just really, really excited to see this come to light. I mean, the other half of our Creative Network, well, not the other half, but another big section of what we do is our socials. So, um, you know, we typically stay like central of Rotherham yeah, Town Centre yeah. in pubs and cafes, a good excuse to get together and mingle, sometimes have a bit of a live music and stuff. And then I had this idea of kind of touring that. Yeah, so not only show. have you got this podcast where we get together once a month, 
we'll tour that podcast, but then we'll also have a social that podcast tours as well. So, for example, for the podcast, like, Wow Rotherham coming 11th of May 2024 to Town Centre, we're looking to work with a local business and a local um, host or facilitator, ideally a woman trans or non-binary person, to have a pop-up podcast. Yes. So, like, you don't have to be a creative. You can just come and have your say about Rotherham on a podcast. Um, so it's more than just, you know, being inside a studio space. Not that there's a problem with the studio space, of course um and then another part is more our socials and you know how we partner up and we work with them so we're currently looking at working with like Wentworth Woodhouse to do a day trip away with some photographers and some visual artists to go and look at the border gardens hopefully Camilla House is open and check that out that'd be gorgeous so really linking up those like heritage and cultural things with creativity and ensuring that we're giving opportunities to creatives to you know better skill themselves yeah. up and get to experience things. Because I know for me, like, going to big spaces like Wentworth Woodhouse, like, the first time I went, it was so daunting. And when we did yeah. We Wonder in there, seeing it, like, alive and buzzing and stuff like that was, like, it changed my entire yeah. vision of, you know, different sorts of spaces. And I always feel like if it's not central, it's a bit... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, like, a bit... Um, daunting I yeah, guess it is yeah. isn't it so you've um, got the kind of it's a big house it's a you know it's not made for people like us is it <laughs> but it's I good what know. Wentworth are doing that the programming and that they're giving it back to people I think yeah I did when they first started saying they were going to do that I thought mm, are they going to do it but it's been good to see them they have done it big up to the Wentworth they've crew because they've done a great legend job legend in as well for their head of cultural engagement yeah like Vic- Victoria is absolutely incredible yeah. I can't wait to see what beautiful things she does for Wentworth with creatives with the community as well so I'm really really invested in that yeah. We so yeah we're looking to tour this podcast so if you've got an event coming up in Rotherham and you think it needs you know Rotherham Creative Network moment we're more than happy to and then our socials are kind of like we'll do a couple at a central we'll do a couple that sit within our you know annual festivals and events you see in Rotherham we'd like to then take it to heritage sites I'd love to do one in like a castle or chapel on the bridge yeah I would definitely. die it'd be good to go back there because we'd had one plan for there and then it got cancelled because of Covid so it'd be good to go back and make that happen oh that'd be gorgeous yeah then, absolutely so yeah, I think that's that summarizes what we're about and yeah. what we're up to. Yeah, and um, thank you to you as well, you know, for giving it that new energy and those new ideas and those new because it probably would have just plodded along the way it was going and it needed refreshing. And so well done to you yeah, for thank doing you that. To it's everybody, very special I think, to get well. you like, involved. I, yeah, it's it's nice to have somebody stomping on the ground and stuff like that, which I think I do. But like the partners yeah. and the engagement yeah, and the communities yeah. and the creatives themselves, like wanting stuff like this to happen and seeing the popularity yeah. and stuff like that is just been an absolute pleasure and i'm so excited to see what this podcast brings yeah we've got some really exciting guests coming this year um the call out has been magical we've had some really really interesting creatives and different types of creatives and you know really moving that narrative of like you don't have to be a visual artist or you know you can be a creative in so many different ways and this is also just a massive reminder as well that it doesn't have to be your job yeah, that it can yeah. just be a hobby. Yeah. I know I met somebody when we were doing the Palace of Possibility, Palace People's Palace of Possibility takeover. <laughs> Bloody hell! It's a mouthful. Can you imagine writing that in your evaluation? It just takes up half your words, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I got talking to a woman there actually who had come from Barnsley. Originally from Rotherham, but living in Barnsley, she come down to connect with us. 
um, because she was like, oh, I've seen you guys for ages. You're always doing really cool stuff. Nice. And I was like, oh, what's your creative practice? She goes, oh, no, I've got like a full-time job doing X, Y, and Z. And it was not a creative job whatsoever, which is fair enough. But like she loves to crochet and she actually crochets like mermaid tails. Oh, yeah. And yeah. for like this whole mermaid community, I just thought that was, I yeah. thought that was A, that I thought was really, really cool. I think cool. that's what we need to be doing, isn't it? Kind of giving some spotlight to those people who are doing it as hobbies at home and yeah. people who don't think they're creative, you know. Ferrum, so many women doing dressmaking and things like that oh who are very God, skilled yeah. and who wouldn't ever see themselves as a creative but have got massive skills. I think it's kind of unearthing those people, isn't it? And... There's a sewing group at Clifton in partnership as well, and it's just a group of like women and like the things that they just they just pull it out, and I'm just like, uh, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, it's just very easy. It's like I could never imagine like the years and the skills that yeah. go into it, and it's it's just people's hobby. It's yeah, just something yeah, that they, they won't do. be trained. They'll have just yeah. done it at practice and need Stunning. to provide clothes for the families, won't they? It's very special. Well, thank you so much, Vicky, for yeah, driving through the madness of the traffic to come and join us this morning. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for, you know, just being you and oh, gorgeous. Mm. Um, you know, we'll get on right move straight after this to see ways <laughs> that we can get you to come back to Rotherham. Absolutely. And yeah, this has been State of the Arts. Uh, and stay tuned. We'll be here once a month uh, meeting with gorgeous different creatives across the borough. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah.